0: Hey Kimberly, isn't
1: there a grant for that? Gee, I've never heard that one before.
0: Well, that is certainly a running joke among us grant pros. People assume there is a ready made grant
1: for anything they can dream up. Understanding what grants can or can't do for your organization is important, not just for grant writers, but also for leaders, staff, board members you know, pretty much anyone involved.
0: Yep. And knowing when to say no is just as important as knowing when to say yes to the right grant opportunity. Sometimes these conversations aren't easy. (laughs) Ask me how I know.
1: Hmm. And sometimes bringing in a neutral party helps facilitate these difficult conversations. The team at DH Leonard Consulting helps train grant teams in how to approach these strategic decisions. Reach out to them at DHLeonardConsulting.com to learn more. Well hello there, I'm Kimberly Hayes Movement, and I'm Amanda Day. And you're listening to the Fundraising Heyday podcast. Bye. We're here to help you make sense of the complex world of grant writing and fundraising, including the how-to's, how to raise more money, how to win more grants, but also how we can work together to change philanthropy for the better.
0: That's true. Um, we drop new episodes every two weeks and they typically include
1: some cheesy songs and sound effects and rants and all kinds of things. Because that's who we anymore. are. That's, that's right. That's true. that. Right on all accounts. This podcast is brought to you by our season six sponsor, D.H. Leonard Consulting and Grant Writing Services. Their team can help make grants less stressful by assisting you with grant readiness and training, grant research, grant writing, mock review, as well as providing numerous DIY resources, guides, and templates. Don't let grants stress you out. Did you know that with every fundraising heyday episode, we create a coordinating blog post on their website, dhleonardconsulting.com. Check it out today.
0: Well, happy Thursday, my friends. Okay, random thought here, but um, Thursdays has always been one of my favorite days of the week. Okay, why? Why? Uh, let's see. <laughs> I uh, right.? In college, that was a night we always went out dancing, right? okay so that was
1: thursday nights were something to look forward to fridays were reserved for deep contemplation I don't,
0: there was always a, they always had like deals on thursday we just always thursday night we'd go out dancing that fair enough we went so thursdays were fun and plus you know fridays you're like practically the weekend it's just great right okay. and then Friday. later in life for a while i was really obsessed with survivor <laughs> that came on thursday nights. fair so that was that fair was, you know fair going from clubbing to watching survivor at home but it's a process it's a process she was yes. on a journey it was and. um yeah, you know, it's the little things also right plus, and plus to me again especially by the time thursday night rolls around like the weekend's practically here we can taste it touch it okay right? okay because fridays okay, are usually okay. a good day even even a busy day on work friday at least you know it's the last one i can
1: days, feel right? your emotions about yeah. this and
0: now thursdays are when fundraising hey drops so it's just a great
1: day what's not to love <laughs> oh but um, yeah. yeah, that a random tangent, but not unwelcome. I know. So sorry about that. But uh, how about we <laughs> jump into the heart of the matter let's, today, shall we?
0: Um, I was recently speaking with a fellow grant consultant um, about a nonprofit that had done some restructuring. Not me.
1: It was not. That was not. No, it was on. not. You. It truly was a
0: friend. Because um, <laughs> oh I'm, I'm not. Because I'm not. Let me rephrase that. It was. It really was a friend that wasn't Kimberly. It was, Kimberly's my friend, but I have other friends. Okay, I'm just making it worse. Wait, yes, dig
1: yourself (laughs) deeper.
0: I'm here for you. Preach on, my friend. Can we go back in time and do this over again? So I was talking to a grant professional that was not Kimberly (laughs) (laughs) about a nonprofit that had recently done some reorganization. Um, And so the grant professional was reporting to, um, I think it's like a director of development or some position like that. and their boss basically admitted I really know nothing about grants so I don't really know how to help you I don't know how to manage you I don't know like I I don't know about grants so like this is a struggle for me right and it just got
1: at least at least this person admitted it although I'm also like good leadership and management is good leadership and management but okay." okay yes okay well I think it was more like I don't I can
0: manage you as a person in a position but like I don't know like what's the like how many grants should you be writing and if you're having if we're getting a lot of denials how can okay i, help you I got with you. that like just, just you. the grant specific stuff right and it just got me thinking about how many bosses actually do understand the world of grants and so i thought yeah. it'd be a good topic of to talk about like if in an ideal world these are the things that my boss would know about grants
1: i think i mean that's a really good point and having now a recovering development director. I came at it from grants and then added on the other experiences, but I started in grants, but a lot of fundraising professionals we've had on our podcast have started from writing grants and moved over. But if they haven't grants can feel like this kind of strange area Yeah, because it is, it is, although it's all about making connections, no matter whether you're hosting an event, or talking one-on-one with a a major donor about a new wing at your school or whatever. It's all about building connections. It's just that that happens in different ways. Yeah. But there is a, there are a lot of myths around how grants work. And if you are reporting to somebody who has not a clue, Mm -hmm. it can cause as we'll go into a lot of unreasonable expectations. Yeah. And in some cases, maybe even some mismanagement through ignorance. That's true. It is important to ex- make sure that people know how they work. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, you, you know, not everybody is
0: even reporting to a development director. Yeah. even sort of in that sort of same world, right? You could be
1: reporting to someone from finance or Or you could be a program person who's writing grants yeah. as your other duties as yeah. assigned kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I know um, one of my longest
0: stints when I was hired uh, by the city of Alpharetta, when I first started working there, I reported directly to our city administrator, mm-hmm. and later they created um, an assistant administrator, and so I reported to them. So I when I first started in Alpharetta, I re- vividly remember my city administrator, who was an awesome, awesome boss, but he was like, look, we're hiring you because... Really, nobody here knows anything about grants, right? And we've they they had, had a, a bad OIG audit and they didn't want that to happen. So they knew enough to know, like, we don't want this to happen again. We want to hire an expert. Yep. yep. And so he's like, so we've hired you, but he was like, and you my door's always open. You can come to me for anything, but I really don't know a lot about grants. And so I and I did, I came to him for things. And he always was a great listener. And he, I, he always, he was famous for what do you think I should do? You should do about this, you know, trying to get you to think through these things. And of course my answer usually is uh, by the time I'm coming to you, I'm like, <laughs> I'm exhausted. All need some ideas. My, man. my, my solution me. is ask you. Um, but the reality is I, I could go to him for personnel things. I could go to him for leadership issues. I, if, if we had a matching problem, he could help with that. He knew finances, but if I had a specific grant question, he was he was not like the Whoa. person. Yeah, I mean, I, that's usually I was talking to other grant people, right, or program people. So you can you can have a great boss who is still a great boss, but still not understand, not, not the world understand. Of grants.
1: I think so. what I love so much about the story is that that he knew what he didn't know, and he was okay with that. Yes, that can be rare. You you could yes. have someone who says, "I don't know anything about grants," but yet. I, you need to do this, 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 and this, mm-hmm. or that person could not be a boss. The person could be a board member or two because yeah. let's face it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we've, we've been there. We've been there in different ways with different people about yeah, different things, absolutely. but it all comes down to how can you, if you are a grant pro or a, you're focused on writing grants and you, you're understanding how they work, how can you make sure that your boss understands or what are some things that we would just love for people to be open to learning yeah. about grants, Absolutely. even if they're not writing them directly? I mean, yes. um, I think the first thing that comes to mind is because, and I, I realize I'm preaching to the choir, not only yes. to you, but to people listening or watching this. But it's like, you may not be able to raise more money in grants every single year. Yeah. You could Now, if you're just starting out, though, and your organization has... Is well positioned, well run, has a good reputation, and have you? They have connections through your board or your leadership or your volunteers. If you have good community connections, and you could in your first five to seven years of writing grants, fair. Yeah. You could you could grow, grow, grow. But if those all of those things are not in place, or if one year you get um, uh, five million dollar multi-year grant, but it's awarded depending on your accounting practices. I've had this kind of sort of happen. You can be told, well, you know, you brought on all this money. It's like, my dude, that money was $5 million over three years. Every year, we're not going to be able to bring in a $5 million grant, depending on your organization and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But there's there seems to be this expectation that it's grow, grow, grow. And sometimes I've found it rates that far exceed expectations for giant businesses or even world economies. Just gonna say that. Yeah. Because if you're saying, hey, every year, and I've been in this situation, every year my goal went up by like 25% every year. Holy cow. Every year. I I hit it most years, but you'll notice I'm no longer doing that kind of work because yeah. sleep is is a good thing. Sleep is beautiful. <laughs> And Stress-Free Life, it was a great organization doing great work still in existence, fabulous reputation, but it was like, wait, wait, wait. And this was outside of like huge capital grants, right? This was just like regular program, general operating, uh, projects, equipment, things like that. It's like that kind of, what business every year experiences 25% growth? right? Well, and at some point, like not every funder funds every type of organization. So at some
0: point you're going to hit the max on funders.
1: (laughs) Or you could, or you could grow other areas, or you could look at larger scale grants. Is it time for us to, are we able to scale up and go after huge federal and state grants? Is that a good, you know, are we there? or Are we not there? But yeah, what economy, Mm -hmm. what world economy is like, 25% 25% growth every year. They are lying. Yeah. And if it's 25% growth for a company one year, I guarantee you the next year, it's not going to be 30. Yeah. I mean, like for example, during the pandemic, there were companies, tech companies, as we we're recording this in 2023, they're tech companies that experienced huge um, hiring, huge growth. I mean, you know, Amazon, social media companies. And now in 2023, those same tech companies are laying off people because yeah. what what was growing their business during the pandemic is no longer the the so much the norm yeah so i'm just saying i just i find it and and another thing <laughs> um while we're, while i'm ranty um now, but i i don't want to get too far off the tangent here but it's like those people who come out and say Again, this is not thing it is things I wish my boss knows, especially yeah. if my boss is coming from a not nonprofit sector or outside of local yes. government It's like we just need to run this more like a business. I don't know why that person speaks in that tone of voice, but I think we actually all do know, don't we but um hey, things that were it's first of all it's not the same thing, and second of all, I would like to see some really bold examples of a caring yet profitable consistently building overtime company that's not without scandal and doesn't abuse its workers and the corporate. Why don't you show me that company as an example of what to be? And also throw in that 25% grant revenue increase every year. Show me that company. Yeah. Just, okay. just put it in the comments. Just let me know. <laughs> okay. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done for now. Yes. We got,
0: we got lots to talk
1: about. thoughts well, and feelings.
0: The next thing on our list is that, you know, grant professionals, we really do want to be successful. I mean, that's, we don't, (laughs) we don't, we don't like getting rejection letters from funders.
1: At least I don't. If you do keep, okay. Okay. (laughs) But that is the exception. Yes. I mean, you know, everybody has their thing.
0: Yeah. But for any grant professional to be successful, what we need is that team It's a team. It's a team. It's It's a a team team effort. And because nobody can sit in a corner by themselves. Nobody's putting baby in the corner. Okay. Can't sit there and write grants. I had
1: the grant of my life. Sorry.
0: (laughs) I love it. Um, But you, I mean, I don't care how good you are. If you don't know what the program people are doing, if you don't know what your budget is, if you don't, I mean, it takes, it is a team effort every time. And even though you may be doing 99% of the writing, it's going to take information and assistance from other people within your organization to come from yeah. leadership all the way down to even talking to clients. Right. So, um, it, it just, I want them to understand that it's not just, Oh, I've hired you and you're just going to do it
1: all. Oh no. Oh, we've hired. Oh, you're the grant writer. Yeah. You're the grant write writer. So just write grants. I- Someone say, Oh, well, you know, you're a grant writer. So you just write letters all day. <laughs> I, was not arrested for punching this person in the throat, but you know I did think about it. Yeah, yeah, thought about so. it. Um, in foundation funding, which is where I got my start in private uh, yeah. funding versus public funding, it is a lot about building relationships with funders. Not every grant, not every time. You could have national uh, banks, for example, that have online portals, yeah. and you may never talk to a person. But on the other hand, you may have family foundations and other, um. Um, Corporate, local corporate foundations where it's really important to build those relationships and have those volunteers and have that fundraising. Um, A lot of times I've heard people say, well, you're the grant writer, just go do it. And maybe maybe your executive director doesn't want to go out and help build relationships. Or your board members are like, just write more grants. But they may not realize that a part of that might be reaching out when appropriate to relationships that they may have with trustees or program officers or something like that. It kind of gets into that 80, 20 that I'm already always preaching about yeah. that 20% is actually writing the grants and 80% is doing all this other stuff. And um, I wish that's something more board members and bosses would know. Understand. Absolutely. Yep. Um, another thing is that,
0: you know, again, going back to like, we want to be successful, you know, We're not grant writers at nonprofits and other organizations because we're making, you know, millions of dollars. (laughs) Usually there's... If you
1: are, please call me. (laughs) Is there an opening?
0: Um, (laughs) (laughs) Fair. (laughs) But usually part of it's because we really do enjoy and appreciate the mission and the work that is being done. And so we're excited to be a part of that. Um, But even though that's true, we love the mission and we're happy to give back in that way. There's only so many hours in the day right so you can't write every single grant that comes across your desk nor should you no should you and so what that really means is you need together you and leadership need to figure out what the funding priorities are what the grant priorities are or if you if it if there's a season where it's like oh my gosh every these eight grants they're all federal and they're all due within 45 days but but they (laughs) all are vital to the success of our programming okay but you can't expect one person to do that, right? So then it's, okay. Are we high? <laughs> and not
1: expect to keep them on your staff. No, after they do
0: keep them sane, right? So at that point, it's like, okay, we need to bring in reinforcements. So are we hiring other perf- consultants to come in and help with some of the work? Mm-hmm. Um, are we, do we have other members on staff who are good at writing? So maybe the grant professional is kind of overseeing everything, but maybe if you've got marketing people, if you are you just happen to have an admin assistant who's really good at writing, maybe they're doing some of the the work too um, to assist during that crazy time. So you can't expect your grant professionals to be like, well, no, sorry, it's busy grant season. So Sucks enjoy to working, be you.
1: <laughs> yeah, enjoy working hundred hours in the next five weeks. Get it done. No, you know, I mean, although I have to say that that happens a oh, it lot. Does. It
0: does. And I think
1: that's a lot of reason where there are people who are like, yeah, I don't want to write grants anymore. Yeah. It's too much.
0: You're burnt out and, and you're going to lose. You've got a good, especially you've got a good grant professional who knows your organization. Cause I mean, that's, I'm a, I'm good at what I do, but if you hired me to come in and be a consultant for your organization, it's going to take me some time before I can start writing for you just because I've got to get a, gotta, a handle on your programs, your budget and all those things versus if you've got a consultant you've had on staff for 5 years who just
1: knows or that g- intrinsically. Like, you mean like an employee on yeah, staff. Yeah, an
0: employee yeah. on staff who just knows that. Yeah.
1: You're losing just There's some a lot. institutional knowledge. Yes. There's um there yeah, there are all kinds of reasons why if you're able to support a full-time grant writer by the revenue you bring, and you want them you want to do that and if they're good at what they do, you yeah. want them to stick around. So don't and we that. say this as consultants. Yes. Um, also I would love it just Lerve. I would love it. Lerve it. If when I, because of my job, when I'm looking at a grant opportunity and I say, look, we're eligible, but not competitive. If you know me and I've been doing good work for you in whatever capacity mm-hmm. as an employee, as a consultant, can you please just take my word for it? Can you do that for me? Because I'm the one that's read the fine print and I'm here to tell you Um and i've told clients this and i've had some interesting discussions with um <laughs> with eds or someone in the c suite at places where i've worked yeah. especially earlier on in my career where i was just like look oh uh, this is because of this and that yeah we're eligible because we're a nonprofit but <laughs> we're not i mean it's like yeah. a nonprofit can apply fantastic i mean that's like um people can apply to be uh to, uh, to be a doctor audition for the New York city ballet uh, or the, the Rockettes or something. Yeah. I could apply because I'm a person. Am I the best fit? No. I mean, it's like, I just, that's such a time waster. And, and I'm going to do a quick shameless plug Go for because, because we feel so strongly about this point on our website, HeydayServices.com. We have a free a freebie download that's our go no go decision-making guide. Because yeah. while I would love for people to just accept my expertise and take me at my word and just listen, because I have been doing this for more than 25 years and I want you to do the same thing, be able to have the same thing. It's not always the case. And sometimes you can just spend a lot of unproductive time in email conversations mm-hmm. about, well, but but they should fund us. We're so good. It's like that is not the point. Yeah. If you if if you do not serve in County X and they only fund County X, what are we doing? You know, what are we doing? Uh, I've used a version of this form and there are other versions floating around. Oh, of yeah. course, we like ours because it's ours. But um codifying it a little and having a form. I'm not a fan of extra paperwork, but it's helped me go. Yeah, let me take a look at that. And then it's like a series of yes or no questions. Yeah. And then you can write your recommendations at the bottom. That has saved me so much time because a lot of times I'll get an ED now that's like, well, what about this or that? And it's because a board member mm-hmm. has said, look, look, there's this thing. A, a, a quick recent example where they were eligible, but it was um, I don't necessarily want to name the company because I'm getting ready to go off on them. But um, it it was um, a um, farm equipment manufacturer. Um, and they said that they were giving away, was it a half, was it a half a million or a million dollars to community nonprofits? And I'm like, okay, this nonprofit happens to be in a community. Tell me more. I'm going through. But as it turns out, they were getting, maybe it was $600,000 because they have six regions that their company serves mainly in the United States. Right. Okay. Uh, I don't know northeast, mid south, whatever, whatever those those, those yeah. geographic things. Well, they were giving one one hundred thousand dollar grant in each of those regions, which consisted of at least four to six states. So, are you feeling me now? I'm like, now wait, just a darn minute. So, any nonprofit in a community that hit some of their areas, which were kind of broad, could apply, and it was general operating sort of, kind of, yeah. but in a six state area, this, this client was located in a six state area that I'm now indicating with my hands. Um, and they no rhyme or reason about who could apply a hundred thousand dollars and across one grant across six states. So part of my analysis was, Hey, you know what? We have four other deadlines this month that are all more competitive. I mean, Better fits in terms of competition yeah. because there was more money to be had. Listen, if someone wants to drop a hundred thousand dollars on me or a nonprofit I work with, I'll say welcome, hello, thank you, hi there. But if you're having to do, they would pay me to write this grant yeah. where they might have. I mean, it was kind of like lottery odds in a. Str- I mean, well, even if only a hundred nonprofits apply, which you know there's going to be more. Than you that, know there's going to be a, more. That's
0: that's you you have a one percent chance of making it at hundred. Those aren't good odds, and you know
1: it's going to be not great odds. Lots of nonprofits. So having, but yeah, in the in the years past, I might be like, why would they listen to me? I know, but now I'm like, I know. Let's put it in this form here. Hi, send that to your board uh, board members, and then it's like, oh, it's a lot. It it takes like any frustration or any Mm -hmm. sort of. I'm not about sucking all emotions out of life, but I'm not because I'm actually, I'm an intense person with intense feelings, but in this particular case, it's better if you could document it in a way that's like, okay, here, here's why. Yeah. And if they still want to move forward after that. Okay. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that just, I just wish that more bosses and board members could go, Oh, we understand the difference between base eligibility and actually, a good fit, and more importantly, how likely are we to succeed? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wishing, hoping, dreaming.
0: I know. So, um, something I really feel strongly about and wish more bo- uh, bosses and boards understood this is that grant management <gasps> is really even more important than grant <gasps> writing.
1: Right? It's true. I had palpitations even it's thinking true. about it.
0: Yes. And grant management can be as simple as hey, you've got a funder who gives you a check, and all they ask for is a, a one-page letter at the end of the year to let you, you know, hey. There are a lot of private
1: funders. That's how they yeah, roll.
0: That's still super important. Then you've also got federal grants where you're having to do narrative reports every month and financial reports yep. every month. And you may have to be following 12 different, you know, the Davis-Bacon-Wage Act has paperwork and the da, 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 da. So it, it could, your results may vary. Your mileage may vary when it it's comes true. to grant management it is still so much more important than grant writing because you already have that funding. It's a guarantee. It's yours unless you mess up, right? So you want to do everything you can to keep it. And also if you want to get future money from that funder, you got to show them that you're
1: willing to follow all of the rules. And, and grant writing is, I mean, the process of developing a proposal oh, yeah. is important it is. and it's essential to getting money, yes. but you're absolutely right. Most people are like, we got the money. And I'm like, now you've got to spend the money because how many times yes. have you gotten the grant? I'm thinking about some stories you've told me uh-huh. for different places working. It's like, okay, y'all, how you doing? Are we spending? Are we spending? Are we achieving <laughs> outcomes? Are there outcomes to be had? Is there a program? And it's like, before it was like, we need the money. You raise money. I'm like, I raise the money. Where are my outcomes? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a real problem. It really is. Well, and it's a, it, it goes back
0: to also your, Talking about there's only so many hours in the day, right? So like when I first got to Alpharetta, they had a few grants, but not a whole lot. And they were already in the middle, middle of managing them. And we're doing a good job with the ones they had. So I really was, I, I helped, but I wasn't uber involved. And so the first year or two, I was there, I was cranking out. I, mean, I was and mostly, I'm writing big federal and state grants. Well, because so. you're
1: working for a local, yes. or just a city,
0: a city. So like I, the first year or two, I was writing like 30 applications, right? because I wasn't spending any time managing it. But then these grants started, awards started coming in. And so suddenly I'm like, eh, I can't write 30 <laughs> proposals when I'm oh, also please. managing. <laughs> and so had, same boss, who was like, my door's always open, let me know. And so I just went to him and was like, hey, either we need to hire a second person and one takes, and, and, and I was like, to begin with, it may just be part-time. One can handle the management part-time and I can keep cranking out this many grants. I said, or if you're not going to hire anybody else, it's fine I cannot write that many grants and so I cut back and it was probably then writing around ten or twelve a year um and then with doing all because again federal grant management is pretty time intensive yeah um and a lot of like <laughs> where are my outcomes where are my outcomes where are my receipts where am I this right
1: um and so Thankfully I had a boss that got it and
0: was okay with that. But
1: you were also able to explain it to him yes. because y'all had that open communication that yes. is not always the case because yes. you could get shut down going, Well, you'll just manage it too. You're the grant writer. And yeah, it's like they
0: won't take much time, just keep writing.
1: And, and can you need to bring in 25% more next year and manage all the grants? It's yeah. like, y'all, come on, you know that's not how it works. Yep. That's not how it works. Yep, yep. And um another thing that comes up along with grant management is to help people understand. We can bring in this money, but if it's not a good fit from the get-go, let, let me rephrase. If it is a good fit according to the application, yeah. but it may or may not be the thrust of your overall organization, and you can't manage it correctly, and you want to take that money and put it somewhere else because all of a sudden the roof is leaking, yeah. you can't do that with oh. grants. It's re- Yes, you can do redirects. Yes, you can budget amendments. You can, you can, but you probably want to try to not do that. But more importantly, the, just the, the having to have those conversations with people who in the organization, not in your value as a human being, but in the organization may outrank you who are like, well, it's our money now we can do. It's like, yes, and no. it's, you could choose. I'm trying to think of how this would even work. If you got a loan for a car, I guess, no, you really couldn't. Or a mortgage, you have to buy a house with that. This is yeah. me not knowing how sometimes money works, so I'm sorry. But it's kind of the same thing, yeah. right? You're getting a grant, you can't just go, we were going to expand this program and provide more health services, but oh, we actually, we actually need to buy a van. So that's what we're going to do. It's like, mm, no. Yeah. And it, I've also gotten pushback from board members about this. And look, I'm not knocking all board members, but you are leading an organization and making strategic decisions. And Mm -hmm. you are a leader in your community or your business or your expertise, but you may or may not know about nonprofits. Just put that out there. You may want to listen to people who do know. And it's not me making up the rules. It's in the grant agreement that our executive director signed. And it's just Helping people understand, because if you do come from a business environment, you may not be used to that kind of uh, accounting or that kind of revenue that has so many strings Mm -hmm. attached. And it's like, we don't want you to go to jail. I'm not going to jail for this. (laughs) Nobody's going to jail, but it's not just free money that can be um, shunted to another need. Yep. Yeah. Very true. Bottom line. Yep. Um,
0: Another thing I would say is that professional development is really vital to our success. So, you know, especially federal funding changes all the time. I mean, there are some grants that have been around for a long
1: time, especially in the last five years, especially with the advent of the pandemic, but, but it's, it's gone up and down like this before, but it it seems, it feels like it's going a little faster now. And so you, you know,
0: need to give, and some of it's free, right? A lot of federal funding programs offer webinars and different online trainings that are free, but it's still, that's time for your person. And if they're doing that, they're not writing grants. And so, but they need to do that to be able to successfully write the next grant. So you need to give them the time to, you know, participate in those sorts of things. Hopefully you can set aside a little bit of money for them to go, I mean, because even, you know, there's been a lot of talk lately about how we introduce um, people were serving, right. You, you know, you see, you would just talk about, well, we're helping the homeless population. Well, we don't use that verbiage anymore. Now it's people who, you know, who struggle
1: with housing needs or housing
0: insecure. It's not the hungry. It's people who,
1: you know, need. listen over the years, when you think about over the decades, about the language that we use to refer to ourselves or more importantly, people who do not look like us or live like mm-hmm. us or anything like that there have been i would say huge improvements but there's a long way to go yeah. and it's important to stay that's just important to just to be a good human being it is. but it's also it, it's also important to understand not only in grants but in all another other aspects of fundraising or just how you refer to the people that you say you're there to serve exactly and that's professional development it understanding is. that yeah because otherwise, if you've
0: got your person sitting in the corner writing grants and they're not getting out there, then they're not going to know that the language has changed, and so now your your organization is submitting application
1: or they're not exposed to those kinds yeah, of ideas, exactly. and especially if they're not reflecting the communities they serve. Absolutely, it's so, just so important. Yeah, and more than
0: that too, it's not just oh they've got to go to a conference. Well, maybe it's they're just meeting with other grant professionals. You know, I. For the longest time before I found the Grant Professionals Association, there were four or five of us that all wrote grants for local governments that we met for lunch once a month. And because we were so spread out, I mean, I'd be gone for about three hours because by the time I drove to where we were meeting and it wasn't just, yes, we'd have them do it around a meal, but we'd spend about an hour or more talking like, what grants are you working with? What are you struggling with? And we learned from each other that way. And again, very fortunate. I had a boss who was like, this isn't just i mean it's taking a three-hour lunch this is a professional <laughs> it really was professional development no it was. it was learning um and but not every boss organization no. will understand that and will be like no you're you're goofing off when really i was learning a lot from people who had been doing the job longer than i had it, i mean i was getting free mentoring really um absolutely and coaching and which was a fabulous thing um so we, but you need to understand that
1: so it's, um, it kind of ties into, and I've already said this already, and I'll say it again, and it'll be on another podcast, <laughs> and maybe there'll be a t-shirt about this one day. I don't even know, but grant writing, about 80% of grant writing isn't writing at all. It's gathering information, making connections, get learning more mm-hmm. about either the the issues surrounding the communities you serve or the technical aspects of yeah. grant writing or fundraising, whatever it is you're doing. And so the idea that you need to, you're, if you're not at your desk all day long you're writing grants, unless you have, I mean, and I'm trying to, because always somebody's going to be like, but well, I sit at my desk all day," and they yeah. may, and they may even say it in that tone of voice, which is, which is their choice. But um, unless you have that, someone then is doing that. This is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. If you're not. Um, talking to program folks, gathering data, um, going to the census website, downloading stuff and looking at it. If you're yeah. truly writing, there's someone else that's running around and doing all that so that all you do is sit and write. Yeah. But those other things have to happen. Mm-hmm. Those forms need to get signed. The um the letters of support, somebody needs to track them and mail them and, and email them and do all those things. So, and also unless you're an expert on every single thing you have ever written a grant about, you need to make sure you're using that right language to talk. So I think that's something that we wish bosses, mayors, chiefs, board members understood is that to write a grant is not like the the C-suite person said to me one day, oh, you just write letters all day. And it's like, my dude and it i mean
0: well we have a fellow grant colleague who when they moved she used to report to the local government used to report to like a county manager or something got moved into the finance department because grant's money that made sense to them right and so suddenly she's working around people who are doing budgets and you know doing accounting which these people typically are sitting at their desk that is
1: that is that
0: that, i get it and her for the finance director would get on to her, be like, "Why weren't you at your desk?" And she's like, "Well, I was at the the fire chief's office." Well, why'd you have to go over there? And she's like, "Well, I'm working on a grant with him. I need information from him." Well, I don't understand why that couldn't have just been a phone call. And she's like, "Sometimes face to face, I can, you know,
1: I can." People who just... are, for, are who are first responders. Again, I'm sorry. I'm getting ready to do a yeah. slight generalization. Are you? they're not always available on the phone and yeah. if you if your job is very different and it's not a desk job and you're not in meetings all the time you may or may not it may be better yeah. to talk in person mm-hmm. I mean just for yeah. for communication get that well and
0: I think it goes back to um, we just are I think our last episode um, we dropped was talking about you know working with introverts and extroverts and part of that too not just introvert and extrovert but knowing what medium is going to make whoever you're talking to the most comfortable so you can to get give the, you most the information? information. Um, a uh, uh, lady I used to work with, she was our city's arborist, and we we had a lot of projects arborist. involving tree and tree. <laughs> Makes projects. sense, yes, yeah. She's <laughs> the arborist. And what's interesting is for her, um, because her office was always you know, people were coming, it, it was like whenever we would try to meet in her office, which because her preferred was face to face, it it was just so it would take us forever and so one day she was like what she's like what are you doing for lunch today and i was like i don't know and she's like why don't we go meet at this you know we picked a quiet sandwich shop so we had lunch right. you know talked for a few minutes and then we broke on our work and we sat there and we got stuff done because her phone wasn't ringing off the hook yep. people weren't coming by um, Cause nobody knew where, you know, in Boston, I told him where I was going, but you know, it's not like people are going to come hunt us down in that regard. And so that's what we started doing from here on out when she and I needed to really get down. Cause I mean, no offense. I mean, I, I, I can write about a lot of things, but health of trees is not in my wheelhouse. So i really needed a lot of information. And, I mean, from maybe her.
1: you could watch a video about it, but wouldn't it be better to talk to the expert that that's, she's your, the one that's
0: going to be managing yeah, the program? Exactly. So, yes. And again, exactly. so fortunately I had a boss who understood that
1: and so did but she. not and always so we the were case. Able to
0: get the work done that way. And so part of it is meeting people where they are. And that's not always sitting at your desk.
1: Also, for me, if I can see and experience something, I'm going to be able to describe it better with words using my words. Mm -hmm.
0: Yep. Um, So another thing I'd like to talk about is that um, nobody has a 100% success rate.
1: And, you know, usually I'm trying to find the exception. Screw that. I am sorry. If you have been writing grants for more than... A minute, you have had to have some rejection or you are only writing one grant a year to this family foundation that just needs you to write a letter all day and send them and get, I mean, yeah, I just, I have such deep feelings about this. And Mm -hmm. people who say success rates may try not to rant success rates. You have to look at what you're measuring. Yeah. right, if you are only writing the same three state grants every year that are like always get funded,
0: yeah,
1: um okay, that's could be a high success rate, but are I think you you can also look at it as how much new money yeah. are you bringing in how you know and that and how you know are you going for larger scale grants? Or are you just writing the same three grants every year? Mm-hmm. I just. If you are a consultant and you're telling your clients that you have a hundred percent success rate, I'm just, if you, if you're not watching, I'm just kind of side eyeing the camera <laughs> here. Cause I'm like, I yeah, I'm yeah. Dumb. yeah. Well, and the reason
0: I like to point this out here specifically when it comes to discussions with your bosses.
1: Why didn't is, you get the grant? Yeah. Why didn't you get the grant? You're a grant writer.
0: Yeah. Grants are competitive. And yes, we, we can help as far as going, Yes, we're eligible, but we're not competitive, so this is probably not a good fit. But even if we do say yes, we're eligible and we are competitive,
1: doesn't mean that's we're that's not a
0: guarantee because again, like Kimberly says that one that grant, six states, only one grant, you could have a impressive. You could have been number two on the list.
1: And you're still you number two. Funded,
0: right. Um, and so and heck the top fifty applicants could have been amazing programs and w- deserving of a um, Hundred thousand dollars, but there's only so much money to get. So just know that we don't have a crystal ball, we're not going to get all of them. You
1: well, know. and there's so many things outside of your control, which is something, if you're yes. not familiar with grants, I would, I wish you would be open to learning yes. if you're in that position. Is you could write an exquisite grant and you it could be a great program, but you never know what's going on behind the scenes, even yeah. with state and federal programs where it's a grant review process. That's it's like You don't know. Yeah. And particularly with private funding, it's not transparent at all a lot of the time. So you don't know what's going into those decisions or whether or not they've sort of quasi committed a certain amount of funding to an agency that does kind of what you do, but they didn't want to Mm -hmm. say no. But yeah, there are just so many things that are out of your control. And now I'm not saying I'm not, if one end is, oh,
0: I always get my grants. The other end is I hardly ever get a grant. I'm not. And if someone's like, they're not getting the grants because they're missing deadlines, they're not Submitting complete applications because they're not reading the fine print. Okay, that's I mean, that's a whole other thing and a whole other problem, mm-hmm, right? So I'm not mm-hmm. saying forgive everything, but I am saying that no grant writer is going to get every grant. And so there needs to be some understanding of that. Just like weathermen do not predict the weather hundred percent.
1: are all just not hundred percent. They're accuracy. still employed.
0: <laughs> so I mean, there's there needs to be some grace on these sorts of things.
1: And reality. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. How about that's some true. reality? Sure. Um God, I feel like we could just talk about this all day. Um, including grant this is this is a just a big, big, big thing of mine is because as grant professionals or as fundraisers or whatever role you may play in that, because you know a lot about what goes on in the organization, mm-hmm. because you may be gathering information to help others connect, whether it's grant reviewers or donors, whoever it may be, to connect to what it is you do, you have a unique. Um, overview of the organization that a lot of employees don't have. And as a consultant too, you're able to see things at a different level, just because you are sort of working across if there are multiple programs, for example. So um, I feel like I would wish that um, bosses, board direct, board ADs, whoever would have an understanding of that value. Yeah. Um, and some of that's an educate up thing on the on our part, the people who are doing this kind of work, because sometimes we don't realize. Like sometimes you just don't know. Like, writing for me has always been something that's come fairly easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been super privileged when I was growing up. My parents were all about books, all about reading to me. I read to myself. Then I was reading, 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 verbal, highly verbal, going to school, getting it done. And so for me to dash off um an email about a kind of complex topic or do it just it comes it's like i'm like oh but what i didn't realize for a long time in my field was i knew for example when i worked at the food bank i knew a little bit about all the programs Mm -hmm. right because i was funding all the programs and so when it came to looking at strategy or budget planning and it just took me a few years to grow into this understanding of, oh, wait, I do have this kind of knowledge to share and I can see these trends and I can marry the internal trends with the external um, funding trends to sort of make that happen. So I would just, that's um, something that I wish more folks could understand whether or not they're actually writing the grants, but if they're supervising and being over that department. Yep,
0: very true. Um, And I would say, Kind of sort of in that same vein, but when it comes to strategic planning, is, you know, grants should not, they're not a fast solution to funding problems. They shouldn't be the biggest part of your funding.
1: You know, there, there are exceptions to that, but generally are. speaking, yes. should not be. you no. should not be entirely grant dependent. Yes. Big and mistake. So
0: you need a strategic plan and you need sustainability. Yep. You need to understand if the grant doesn't fund it, how are we going to fund these programs that are so vital to our community? And I'm not going to belabor the point because we've got, you can go back to season five, episode 11. We've got a how-to all about sustainability. She is
1: quoting the seasons. I love it. I, she got I, episodes. I to look
0: things up beforehand. Sometimes <sighs> I
1: plan. <laughs> Girl, well, you're talking crazy now. Uh, no,
0: but just your your boss needs to understand that. that grants cannot be the end-all be-all to your financial woes. So
1: I don't know how many clients I've had that discussion with. Yeah. It's like, yes. let's get you some grants. But yes. you know, you could be bringing in some individual support that can support you in those years yeah. where you might not get a grant because maybe there's a big changeover in funding. Maybe there's a big emergency or yeah. pandemic and people all... Yeah. Pull their funding to deal with that emergency, but yeah, gosh, it's yes, one hundred percent in agreement. Yeah. Um, so,
0: and kind of a, sort of along those same lines, can't assume that a same um, the same grant is going to fund you forever. And I don't care if you're like, we've had the same grant for fifty years. Okay, great. Yeah,
1: year fifty-one. Have a nice day. Exactly.
0: So just don't make that assumption. Going back to sustainability it's really really.
1: So. Anyway. so I think we have moved through quite a lot. the list. Yes. Um, and we didn't cover every single thing. We didn't cover every single thing we wanted to talk about because mm-hmm. there's just lots of stuff. But um, if we miss something that you're like, I can't believe you missed that. Please drop us a line at hello. Hello. At heyday Services. That's H-A-Y-D-A-Y services dot com. And let us us know okay because this or we may need to do another episode about this
0: (laughs) all the things we miss all the
1: things yeah so
0: we really would love to hear from you um and um if you happen to work someplace where your boss just doesn't get it um we don't want to leave you hanging we always we
1: we We got some solutions we
0: always like to offer solutions we
1: ranted and now we're going to help problem solve
0: here's some ways you can educate your boss um first of all you can invite them to come to a grant training with you could be online,
1: could be online, could be easy peasy.
0: Could be the Grant Professional Association Conference. Could, could be. be a two-day workshop led by crazy people.
1: Celebrities, the celebrity people grant trainers. We don't Who even knows? know. We don't um, even know.
0: Let me tell you, anytime I teach a class, I've occasionally
1: had a mayor in my class or a board member. Oh, it's member. the best, it's the best. I,
0: first of all, I'm always like, thank you for being here. And usually they're like, well, we're just trying to better understand what we're getting ourselves into. I'm Welcome.
1: like, fabulous, you're my Welcome. people. So just- just
0: so they can come and see like, oh, this isn't just, they're not writing a grant in one hour in the corner and that's all they do all day. But they they get a better picture of Although it that way.
1: would be plenty if you were just able to do that and crank yeah, it them. We're not, we're not disparaging true. that. No,
0: I, I, I'm not. That, but, yeah. but that's not all That's not all. That's not doing, all the everything. Right? So no. I think that could be a good thing to do. Um, you could set up some regular meetings with your boss. Like if you've got someone who's like, I don't know about grants well, let me, let me teach you.
1: I'm feeling a moment to pop in here go and go. I think it's a good business practice. Um, so when I was a director and, or, or, and a manager and when I was managing people, it was every week. Yeah. Now, if you are supervising a team of 35, that may not work for you, but if it does work for you, I would meet with your direct reports once a week and tell them it's their time, set it up. They have the agenda. They drive it. Yeah. That's just, you going to learn a lot. And that is, a if you, if you're want to suggest that to your boss, it's like, that would be an easy way you it's time bound. It could be 45 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. Yeah. And it's there every week. And that could be a time to drop in some of these, these things that we've talked about. Absolutely. But if you're supervising people do you, you would be amazed at how much more productive things can be if you just sit down and listen and help them problem solve and then yeah. support and praise them for the things that they've done. I'm just yeah. saying quick plug. Well, and another option
0: is if you actually
1: have a grant team
0: meeting, you regularly, you could invite your boss to attend that. So rather than you one-on-one that they can sit in and, and learn from you guys that way. Um, you, I, I would love to do this, is pick you know, pick an application you've recently done, right? That, and I'd go for your juiciest, most headache of an application. <laughs> Hand over a blank application in those guidelines and ask your boss to fill it out and give them 30 days to do. She's bold, like, okay. ladies
1: and gentlemen, Amanda Day.
0: I know. I mean, I mean, this is not something I would just like drop on their desk, like I command you to fill this out. But you could say like, hey, if you're wanting to better understand what it's like, Give a go on your own of filling this out, you know, and or you
1: could even share a blank application yeah. at a team meeting or board meeting and yes. go, welcome. This is what it's like, uh-huh, you know, also, I would love it. funders, if you're listening, could you please
0: <laughs> try that could you please try that with your
1: own yes. application yes. portals thank you love, yep. love me,
0: thank yep. you. And then, if you're leadership or you know if you're in hopefully you do have that seat at the leadership table, but if you know that leadership team, if they're meeting once a month or whatever. You know that could be a time where you can come and do a presentation no. and talk to them. You know, and if you if you've
1: not been invited, Ooh. ask right. And you could once every year in June, but mid June, Giving USA mm-hmm. publishes their annual uh, giving trends, and it's um, the Lily you know. Lilly School of Philanthropy yes. at, at uh, Indiana University. Yes, and um, you can find that online. That's a, they they have a free infographic, or you can pay if you want and get access to their deck and and all their things. But the reason why I'm saying that is that's trusted information about giving trends that includes why you shouldn't rely on grants. It includes how money how much money goes out into whom. Mm-hmm. That is for the nonprofit arena and charitable donations. It does yeah. not include federal giving, but that, that could be an easy way to share a little bit of education uh-huh. about what grants are and aren't and what giving trends are. Yeah.
0: Well, and if you're, you're like, that's great, but I work with federal funds. Well then go to USA spending.gov through that. And you can look up for your state and see the top five grant funders, top five grant recipients, which are all going to be state agencies. It's not going to, you know, even in Georgia, no it's, it's not the there. city of Atlanta. No. It is, its it is our you know and maybe the university of georgia could end up on there but it's usually like your state department of health your state department of transportation but and you can see how much money is coming into your state from grants you can see it over um i think it goes back it goes back about 10 years worth of data or so um but that's a good you're right that's a great way to kind of set expectations for even like because if they're like you should be getting 10 million dollars and you're like the biggest funder only gets $10 million. So there's no way our, you know, our city of 30,000
1: people is going to be getting that. And it money. can just, it can just be education. Yep. Yeah. And it's, since it's, and it's an external trusted source, not that you yourself, not yep. that we're not trustworthy, but you know what I'm talking about. It's going to be easier giving that information, particularly to people who aren't receptive Absolutely. to go, Hey, here are these trusted sources. Here's some examples and, yep. and easy to share and free. So uh, we know today's podcast
0: was a little longer than our typical episode, but we just had a lot to say. We're
1: worth it, y'all. We're worth it. Come on. (laughs) You got to fold an extra load of laundry this time. That's right. That's right. Drive around the block, sit in the driveway, listen to the end. It's all good because we are wrapping up now. And um, again, hit us up at hello at heydayservices.com if you would like another episode about this. If you found those tips helpful about how to educate up, Or if there's some things that you would like to share. And as always, we're super glad that you chose to listen to the Fundraising Heyday podcast, whether this is day one, episode one for you, or you have been with us, bless you, since the very beginning. Um, Please, if you could um, follow and review Fundraising Heyday on Apple Podcasts, if that's where you listen, right? it could be on Spotify where you maybe you could um, send a link to friends, colleagues about listening to us. And if you can't get enough of the Heyday stuff, get on to our new website, H-A-Y, uh, hello, H-A-Y-D-A-Y, heydayservices.com and sign up for our newsletter that is the Heyday Hot Takes. You'll find out where we're speaking and training, but also Um, trends, tips on raising more money through grants and fundraising and some professional development. Thank you again to our season six sponsor,
0: D.H. Leonard Consulting and Grant Writing Services. We appreciate their support in making grants less stressful. Visit their website, dhleonardconsulting.com to download their latest resources today. We are so honored you chose time to chose time you chose you chose time and we're grateful today to spend time with us you get what i mean um we hope you'll join us again in two weeks we are talking with erin goodier about marketing through social media and she is just such a delightful human being in general but she has such a calm way like i feel better about some of my video stuff i've been doing yes 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 and i will say i've learned it all from her so um You're going to want to learn from Aaron too. So we'll see ya.
1: See ya.